Well, in this episode of Connecting Dots, we're going to tie a whole bunch of things up into one little package. We're going to talk about WeWork and J.P. Morgan, and we're going to talk about SoftBank, Mr. Sun and Mr. Diamond. We're going to talk about the need to sit down and think about debt and to basically focus on the basics. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Paul Truesdell, and you are listening to Connecting Dots. Now, make sure to read the disclaimer in our show notes before each episode, because our extensive holdings and that of our clients and our corporation are such that you must absolutely assume that we have a position in all the companies discussed and that we have a conflict of interest, okay? You got to assume that. Also, Visit dots.fm, that's dots.fm, for all the extras that are not shared on third-party podcast players. So we're going to talk a little bit about WeWork. We're going to talk about triple B-rated bonds. We're going to talk about things that we've talked about before. This time, you're going to go, ah, and we're going to show you how we're really smart. And a lot of the other guys and gals out there are really dumb. We've talked frequently, you and I, about triple B rated bonds, and we've talked about WeWork. We've talked a lot about IPOs, and we've talked a lot about Jerry Maguire and Show Me the Money. And in doing so, we're laying the foundation for something that I've said all the time. Debt inhibits growth. And when you get someone, for example, like Adam Newman, who is quite literally now the poster boy, along with SoftBank and J.P. Morgan. That's right, Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan. Out there doing the kind of shenanigans that they did, it really rocks the core beliefs of a lot of people when it comes to investing. I don't want you to do that. So let's talk a little bit more about the poster boy of Ding Dong. Talk a little bit about Adam Newman. I'm not going to get into all the details about how he's bought all these homes all across the country, the jet that he bought, the wild and crazy spending sprees. That's true. All that stuff is absolute fact. What I want to talk a little bit about is what's going on next with WeWork and related to a bigger, broader picture as it relates to triple B rated bonds. And again, you know, we had that little discussion recently in one of our live presentations about triple B rated bonds. I basically kind of opined that I said I'm a little concerned, not a little, a lot concerned over triple B rated bonds and how I really don't see how bonds play a role in any way, shape, and form in our management. Remember, we're stock advisors. We're not bond advisors. We're not mutual fund, ETF, none of that. We focus on stocks, mainly equities in the area, also including real estate. So if it's real estate and if it's stock, it's equities. You own it. We want to be involved in it. So let's take a few moments now and move into what's going on next with WeWork. So J.P. Morgan is one of the facilitators of the, we'll call it WeWork drug habit. And when we say drug habit, what I'm talking with you about is the fact that this unlimited funding that WeWork went through is really a drug for all practical purposes. Now, while we are talking a lot about WeWork, this winds up being the poster child for personal finance, small business finance. It has to do with government, both on a municipal, state, and national level. doesn't make any difference if it's a domestic or international or globally based company. 
you don't have your numbers in line, if you're doing stupid things, you're going to get in trouble. Stupid people doing stupid things get stupid results. That's all there is to it. So WeWork is running out of cash. I mean, that's just really all there is to it. Oh, me, oh, my. So they need about, well, they need a lot more than just $5 billion. But J.P. Morgan, and um, it looks like uh, J.P. Morgan Chase is really out there going to float about a $5 billion financing package. And it looks like SoftBank will, of course, be the major controlling interest in the company. So they need at least $2 billion in unsecured notes, okay, because they don't have any more equity. It's going to cost them about a 15% coupon. That's a huge number. Oh, no. Now, that means junk. That's pure, unadulterated junk. So WeWork has quite a few bonds out there, or we'll just say notes. In their existing notes, this group of, well, about $700 million are doing 2025. They're now paying 7.875. Now, just think about that for a minute. You go to your bank, and you see that you're getting fractions. I mean, literally, you're not getting single digits. You're getting fractions of a digit. Rates of return. Most of you on your checking and savings and money market accounts is terrible. All these brokerage accounts. Yeah, they they want you to come in. They want you to come in and open a brokerage account. <gasps> and then on their money market accounts, they screw you over. And one of these days, very soon, you and I are going to have a conversation about why these guys and gals out there are doing what they're doing in the brokerage industry, touting no commissions, what all the extra little fees, nickels and dimes are out there. You know, I hate to say this because if you're having coffee and I'm having coffee right now, nobody wants to be told that they're ignorant about anything. We're all smart, but most people are really ignorant. And ignorance means you don't know. Stupidity means you know and you don't do anything about it or you do the wrong thing. So there's a difference between ignorance and stupidity. A lot of people are just plain ignorant about the games these broker dealers are playing and they just get away with it. So it is what it is. Oh. So here's the thing. When it comes to WeWork, I mean, a bond is a bond is a bond. If you hold it till maturity, right, if it pays. And so these things are they're trading in, in the 70 cent range. It's unbelievable what's going on. So the question is, can they turn this ship around before due dates? And, and that's the next thing let's talk about. In our next episode, let's talk a little bit about due dates. When you were in high school or college or elementary school, doesn't make any difference what you did for education. When you worked for an employer, you worked for yourself, and this is hard when you work for yourself. Ah. You have due dates, you have schedules, you have time frames. Let's say you work for a doctor's office, you work for a pain clinic, and in that pain clinic you have 50 patients that are coming in today. You're doing procedures, people who have legitimate pain injuries, right? They're not there for drugs. They're not there to get their oxy. They're not drug addicts. You actually screen your patients, and what you're doing is you're doing something that, unfortunately, has to be managed, okay? It is what it is. Life sometimes just sucks. And some people are very stoic. They go through life. They know they don't feel good, and they tough it out. Now, I'm not here to be a big man on campus, but back around 1984, 85, I got hurt really bad. And I have a really bad left shoulder. In the last few weeks, oh, one of the tendons in my shoulder, because I'm lifting weights pretty heavy and doing a couple different things, I flipped a tendon a little bit, and I've got what I call my click is back, okay? Oh, no! Yeah, that click sucks. And every time it goes, man, I can see stars. Now, what I do is I can control... 
occasionally I do get that tear that comes into my left eye. It hurts like hell. But you know what? You do what you got to do. And so you've got these people that actually need some assistance, but you got a bunch of them coming in. You got a vacation coming up. You want to take some time off. What do you do? You might, you have to make sure that your schedule is working. You've got to make sure you have the right people doing the right job. You got to make sure that you have policies and procedures. And things got to work like clockwork. And then you have to anticipate, well, now what happens if I have a power outage? What happens if the bank around the corner gets robbed? They get a hostage situation and guess what? Nobody can come in to see me at the clinic because I'm Dr. Truesdell today, okay? That's who I'm going to be. Oh, me, oh, my. Yeah, I'd be me, oh, my as well. But imagine me sticking somebody with a needle. Yikes, that'd be scary. So anyways, we've got people that they can't get in. So you have things that, you know, might happen. What do you do as a business? A good business owner gives a little bit of cushion. You don't have just-in-time everything, and that's the problem we have going on in the world. You've got an assignment, no matter what it is, school, work, personal, So what do you do? Oh, I know it's going to take me about one hour to drive from Ocala to to, uh, Tampa. And so I'm going to leave an hour before my appointment and I'll arrive right on time. Yeah, until you get down to the Wesley Chapel area where some moron has hit the uh, median and uh, flipped her semi-tractor trailer and traffic's all backed up and, well, I'm not going to make that appointment. That's just not fair to the person that I made it with, right? But what if I had left a little bit early? What if I was looking at Waze? What if I'm looking at Google? I've got my vehicle set up, so as I'm going down the road, I can see if there's traffic ahead. I might have to take a detour and paying attention. I'm looking at Florida 511 to make sure that, well, they got all these damn cameras, they ought to be telling me a little bit ahead of time. So it's up to me to pay attention to the road conditions. That's what's going on with WeWork. That's what's going on with all these investors. Now, WeWork's current leadership is looking to turn around this office sharing fiasco, but they've got deadlines, and these deadlines are hard deadlines. And when you can't meet a hard deadline in the area of bonds, bond investors are going to say, or debt, they're going to say, hey, we want to be paid. Remember, Bondholders, debt holders, those who are giving you goods and services, they get paid before. So prioritization is a fact of life. It's something that we've got to do when we have a baby boy or girl. Well, unfortunately, the reality in life is when we have that little baby and you take that thing home and it has its first real good ball movement, everybody who has had a kid who changed that godforsaken toxic waste diaper knows exactly what I'm talking about. You go, oh, God, that came out of me. Your wife, your girlfriend, whatever says... That thing came out of me and that came out of it. That's an alien. No, it's just part of life. No ifs, no ands, no buts. No big deal. But that little stinker is going to have an appetite. That little stinker is going to stink. And little stinker needs to be changed. And that's what's going on with WeWork. There's a lot of little stinkers running around there and they need to be changed. They got an appetite for burning cash and are facing some real serious headwinds coming up because... Nobody wants to give them any money. If you're going to give them money, you want to get one hell of a rate of return. And you look at what they own versus what they owe, it just doesn't look good. So I just think at some point in time, somebody, especially some activist, judicial, or prosecutor in New York is really going to look at this thing. And they're going to go, hmm. Now, it depends upon who Adam Newman is related to. Now, Adam Newman, is uh, he comes from Israel, and he's got a lot of connections. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's got connections in government. He's got connections in business. He's got connections overseas. And so who's related to who? I'm not going to do this because I'm just not that interested. And I don't, frankly, have the time or the money or the resources to 
to do it. It's just not a priority to us. But if we connected the dots and did one of our deep research dives, I'm quite sure we could pull some real stink bombs out of this thing. Now, what's the point of this? Oh, no. You want to look at who people associate with. You know, you don't have to be the king of Siam and know everybody in the world to be a good guy or gal, okay? You know, you got lots of princes and princesses. You got lots of presidents and senators and executives of companies all across the world who are complete shitbags, okay? Oh, they may have been born with a golden spoon. They may have gone to all the right schools. They may have attended all the right parties and given money to every charity in the world that they needed to give to, but they're still a complete shitbag. Oh. So when you see somebody, and Jeffrey Epstein's a good example, okay? That's what, that's what the one thing about Jeffrey Epstein, which has been amazing to me, is nobody has sat down and said what I'm going to say. Jeffrey Epstein was a piece of shit. Oh, no. Jeffrey Epstein had a lot of connections among people in business and government. and He was just nothing more than an influencer. What's an influencer? Well, it's somebody gets on the internet and they influence. No, these are people that this guy got together and he was wheeling and dealing and cutting deals and everything else. And, oh, I've got myself a private island. I've got some hot little chickies. And you have a purient interest that's just not quite wired right. Now, you want to you have uh, whoop-de-doo with the uh, little kids. Uh, come on. You know and I know what's going on. But unfortunately, so many people are in the web. Well, that's not good. Now, this isn't one of those conspiracy things, okay? <gasps> this is an education item. Because when you invest with people, you got to look at who they're associated with. I'm real proud of the people that we have put together in our group, okay? You have partners, you have associates, and you have acquaintances. Let me talk about that next. Then we'll move into the rest of this discussion about WeWork and Bonds and J.P. Morgan and other items. I've talked about this a lot, and one of the things we do in our office, we really drill for a skill on this, and I'm going to share it with you. And I actually shared this one time with a group in the Wesley Chapel area. I gave a little talk to a thing called RGA, and to be really blunt with you, I don't think it went over very well. People oftentimes do not understand the importance of prioritization and working only with those who are working with you. So let's run through this real quickly. First, there are partners. Partners are there with you through thick and thin, and you can always count on them. You're never going to have more than about seven partners probably in life. When I say a partner, I mean they are there. And you're never going to have more than seven at any given time. Now, they're going to come and go periodically. When I say partners, I'm talking about they go down with the ship with you. Now, we'll talk about, well, let's do it now. Why seven? Okay, let's talk about that. You know, George Miller created this thing called the magical number seven plus or minus two. And I've applied that to every single thing that we do here at Fixed Cost Financial. And by doing that, one of the things I want you to understand is that if you follow the rule of seven, you're going to be very, very successful in life. So for example, think in terms seven, five to nine are the number of people that you're going to work with really closely on an ongoing basis. It has to do with the span of control, a span of influence. And what you'll find is just like in military operations, what is the number of people that are on a squad or a team, these rules play out all the time. So that's the first thing. You have the maximum number of what we call partners that you can have in life. Then you have associates, and associates work a little bit different. Associates are people that you work with or you work through, and it's either a collaborative on a full basis or a semi-basis. 
So we take the number 7, we multiply it by 7, that's 49, or in the case of 9, multiply it by 9 and you get 81. That's about the number, maximum number of people that you're going to have frequent ongoing contact with. Now, for example, in the financial services industry, because they work under the basis of commissions, and most people that work in the financial services industry do it very inefficiently, what they do is they make the maximum amount of compensation off of about maybe 90 to 100 200 clients, that's it. So if you can make, let's say, a couple thousand dollars a year of commissions from each client and you've got 100 clients, that's $200,000 a year. Most people would say that's pretty good money. Oh. And if you can increase the the value of that to, let's say, uh, oh, I don't know, $5,000 per client, now you're getting up into some real serious money. But again, there's a limit and this because of the inefficient use of time. And that's, again, what acquaintances are about. Now, acquaintances, there is a finite number because you have to put time and effort into people, but it's how you do it. And that's one of the things we've talked about a lot here at Fixed Cost Financial. I'll talk about that after this next item. So then you have what we call acquaintances. So you have partners, associates, and now we're doing acquaintances. Now, acquaintances are real simple. Acquaintances are anybody who is a client. If they're a client, they are an acquaintance or they're a prospective client. And everybody else, to borrow a phrase from Kevin O'Leary, they're dead to you. That's a real important thing to remember because the bottom line is you can't focus on things that are not relevant to you. And a lot of people do that. Go to Drudge. 99% of the crap that's on Drudge is crap. And so the Drudge Report is the Drudge Report. It's all bait, click, headline stuff. They twist things around. The entire world of journalism is like that. Why do you look at this stuff? You know, if you stop paying attention to the news, okay, you stop paying attention to the news. When Donald Trump got elected president, okay, you got upset, put your head in the ground, and you did a Rip Van Winkle, and now you're coming up for error. What's really changed? Not much has changed. Oh, they're getting ready to impeach him. Well, we we knew that was going to happen the minute he won the presidency. They were talking about that from that. Well, the Russians, well, we have problems. Nothing has changed. So focusing on the things that you need to focus on is critical. But understanding and prioritizing the people you have around you, partners, associates, and acquaintances is critical. What I don't understand, I really don't, I don't understand how people at SoftBank, I don't understand how people at all of these organizations that gave Adam Newman and his We Play company money didn't sit down and immediately figure out that some of these idiots around him, what the Sam hell is he doing? Oh, me, oh, my. Why didn't they pull the plug on this? And now we've got a pig with a straw hat and lipstick. Pig's got some pearls around her neck. And I got news for you. You bang that pig and that pig is still a pig, okay? All that pig is good for, potentially, is to slaughter it, cut it up, sell the parts. See, that's what... That's what a lot of people do. Venture capital, vulture capitalists, they go into a company. Company's worth more dead and divided up than it is living. Cut up and sell the parts, sell the body parts. I think there's a high probability coming down the pike. That is exactly what's going to happen to WeWork. Now, if you, personal finance, you get these idiotic financial planners. And again, remember, don't use a financial planner. Financial planning, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, one and all, is a tool, not a service. 
I want you to remember that. Financial planning is a tool. T-O-O-L, not a service. You do not need someone to sit down and run these calculations for you and present you with these fancy plans. Ooh, they're in color. They send it to you by PDF. You can go online. You can massage it. Ooh, you feel so good about it. That's a bunch of crapola. You take a you take a uh, a Yugo. You take a vehicle from the 1980s, a Yugo, Y U G O. It's a vehicle made in Yugoslavia. Came over in the United States. You can paint it cherry apple red. You can put mag tires on it. You can put all sorts of chrome on it. You can leather. Oh man, you can do the seats. But inside, it's a Yugo. It was a piece of crap then. It's a piece of crap now. It always was a piece of crap, but it's one pretty piece of crap. You got a pretty liner, pretty package. Oh, you put a bow on it. It's still crap. Oh. So with WeWork, no matter what you do to it, probably is going to be a piece of crap. The bottom line is SoftBank. I can never pronounce the CEO's first name, but his last name is Sun, S-O-N. Sun has got himself between a rock and a hard place because it looks like this company's going to run out of money. <laughs> this is October, mid-November. Okay. Now, a lot of people are talking about this. And again, of course, there's been a lot of private discussions since we work with through the IPO. But just think about this. If you look at what they wrote about their conflicts of interest, why would anybody, has, I, got, I mean, why would anybody have even gone to the effort of trying to take this company public is really beyond me. This is not a dramatic reversal. This is, this is a movie. I mean, you know that somebody somewhere is already doing a movie for this. This is a movie like uh, the one they made on Zuckerberg a few years ago. This is just going to be an amazing thing to to, uh, to watch and watch it play out. And, of course, people are going to start talking because the layoffs, man, they've just begun. Now, I don't know about you, but, man, if I had sunk $11 billion into WeWork, I would be really PO'd. And that's what SoftBank has done. So that CEO son... You've got some issues you're going to have to deal with pretty damn quickly. Now, let's tie this into the triple B rated bond market. You know, not every bond is rated. And I would not be surprised. Well, it won't be. These bonds for WeWork, they're not going to be rated. But what you're going to see is this is just more corporate debt that's going to come out there. And the downgrades or companies that were in the double B and say triple B plus rated, they're going down to triple B rated. The problem we have here that's so interesting, I find, is that you had so much money out there, just a wash with cash. What are you going to do with it? People start investing in stupid things. I mean, this is the era of investing in stupid activities and doing things that you just didn't think it through. This is quite literally 2019, a repeat Okay, it's a repeat of what went on in 1999. We had the dot-com blow up. A lot of reasons for that. A lot of smart money chased stupid ideas that turned out to be stupid money. And my concern is this. My concern is the fact that not just does the private sector have some really bad debt. People still have debt. But corporations have been drinking the free Kool-Aid. They got so much debt that if things go really bad, oh, where's the money for the government? Oh, we'll just print money. Okay, if we just print money, if we start causing inflation, when inflation goes up and the government has so much debt, trillions and trillions of dollars, it's like Jerry Maguire, show me the money. Show me the money. So the bottom line is the amount of money that U.S. companies have borrowed, man, it's continuing to grow. Domestic, non-financial companies at about $10 trillion 
an outstanding debt, an increase of $1.2 trillion over the last couple of years. I tell you, these are things that we look at, and these are things that we focus on when we do what we do as an investment advisor focused on equity. Now, we're going to put a chart up on dots.fm. That's dots.fm. That'll show you the growth of the triple B rated bond market. We'll give you an indication of how many bonds are a triple A rated, a double A, triple B rated. And we'll go back to around 2006 and show you the growth. And you tell me if you think there's a problem. That's dots.fm. That's dots.fm this episode. If you're listening on a third-party player, I would encourage you to listen to Overcast. Overcast is one of the best ones out there. And one of the things we did in our last episode is we broke this up into segments and put it up on the uh, dots.fm so you can listen to each segment. But for those of you who are not familiar with podcast players, if you have an iPhone, I don't know about Android, but go to your app store and download Overcast, O-V-E-R-C-A-S-T. Ah! Overcast does a great job. You won't have to worry about how to do things, and you can just simply download that, type in the words connecting dots, you'll see our logo there, and again, subscribe, and you can listen there. You'll be able to slide your finger left and right. You can get the show notes. You can also see how we've got everything choreographed out into different uh, segments of each episode. And you can also pause it at a particular place. What's really neat about Apple, and I always love this, you, you know, the nice thing is you can stop it. Well, let me say this. In my situation, I have, and, and, and I make no bones about this, you know, I'm sitting in front of a iMac and I've got a whole bunch of screens in front of me, these big things. We don't, I don't work off of just a single iMac. And then I have a couple of iPad Pros, the big ones with the pencil. And then I've got a couple of small ones. And you think, why do you got all those damn things? Well, because each one has different purposes and different, different ways I use it. Um, so as there's sometimes on my, on my desk when I have it all set up, I'll have as many as seven, eight screens, big screens, little screens. And each is doing a very specific task and function. It's just the way my mind works when I get into overdrive load. I don't want everything cluttered up and I just uh, you know can go from one thing to another. It's just like having a bunch of little mini screens. Here's a nice thing, though. I grab something. I go down the, down the hall. Let's say I'm going to go into my boardroom and sit back and read for a minute down there. Go outside. I go out to uh, the burn pit. Burn pit. We have a fire pit. We also have a barbecue and a smoker here at the office. I go back there and it's nice. It's nice. Shady, let's say we're smoking, uh, oh, uh, a pork roast, and we're going to be doing that for uh, lunch uh, for staff in here at the office the next day. And I sit back and relax. Whatever device I carry, whatever I was working on, I can just pick it up, and it just goes with me. That's a big, huge advantage. And that's one of the reasons why I think Overcast, uh, Marco, did a great job programming it. You might want to enjoy using that. But if you take a look at the chart, I mean, you'll see that, you know, on one side, you can argue that, well, the country's doing real well, blah, blah, blah. On the other side, you can argue the country's not doing very well. A lot of the growth came from debt, and the debt was easy peasy, and the government has basically underwritten a lot of this debt. And you can make the argument that back in 2008, if we had just let some of these banks go under, you just let people die, need to die, we'd be in a lot better shape. And that's something I will say all the time. There's, there comes a time when you got to say enough. So we're going to wrap this up here in just a minute, and I'm going to kind of tie all these things together. 
into one nice little package. We've kind of talked about a lot of these things before in the past, but it's important to understand that there is no such thing as a free lunch. And what goes around comes around. And well, if you look at the history, you understand history, you might not make the mistakes that you made previously. But if you don't know your history, you're destined to repeat your own mistakes. And (laughs) we work is just, it's a great academic study in what not to do. So we've talked a little bit about WeWork, we talked about J.P. Morgan, we talked about SoftBank, and one of the things I want you to always remember and never forget, just because these people have money and their fancy, uh, oh, clothing and cars and their business uh, tools, doesn't mean they know what they're talking about, doesn't mean they don't make mistakes. I mean, for God's sakes, look at these people that we have in Washington and you're in government, these are not people to envy and to respect. These are a bunch of salespeople who will do anything to get ahead. And some of these people that have gone up the bureaucratic ladder in the world are the same thing. They're just a bunch of shysters. And you've got to be careful about what you're doing. With that being said, debt inhibits growth. Let me repeat that. Debt inhibits growth. You shouldn't pay for things that are outrageously expensive. There's nothing wrong with getting a deal. That's what life's all about. You want to get the biggest bang for your buck. And you want to do the things that make sense. Got a news for you. Food, shelter, clothing, the basics. People want to talk. People want to communicate. They need to travel. Some of these things are really basic. And when you're working with others, you want to work in a nice, healthy, fun environment. I got news for you, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, one and all. (laughs) Work is work. It's not there to have a disco. It's not there to have a a rapper who's spinning disc. It's not there to get drunk and have a a party all the time. You got to work. That's a part of life. And somebody forgot that we work, cool idea, is not we party. And that's exactly what was going on. Just because someone says it doesn't mean they are it, okay? And that's the key today. Focus on the basics. Own things. And surround yourself with people who know what the hell they're doing. In our case, I got to tell you, I think we absolutely unequivocally know what the hell we're doing. And this, well, Connecting Dots is our way of giving you a little bit of insight into the way we think. Let's wrap this thing up and uh, get out of here. It's about that time. Go to work. Do what you got to do. It's Friday. It's the flip side of the week. We are out of here. That does it for today. Thanks for joining me. I'm Paul Truesdell with Fix Cost Financial. You can reach us by phone by calling 212-433-2525 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern. Again, that's 212-433-2525. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. But ideally, for links, notes, PDFs, videos, and more to this podcast, well, simply go directly to FixCostFinancial.com and click on the blog or podcast links. 
For quick reference, and this is easy to remember, simply type dots.fm. That's dots.fm. Isn't that cool? And you'll land right on our podcast page. Now visit Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing, where it's better because it's simple and works. Break the mold and do it today. All rights reserved. Reproduction or use without written authorization prohibited without written authorization. This is the post-episode bonus segment. Back to Paul Truesdell. Well, thank you very much for joining us. I had an absolute ball. I love doing these things, and I love the comments, and I love the ideas that we receive from you. Now, I want to do a shout-out to Pat in Tampa. Pat, it was really a lot of fun to talk with you the other day, but the idea that you gave us recently really did help, and we're going to make some major changes. We've been talking about this for a while. One of the advantages of being the boss is that, well, you get to do what you want to do, but at the same time, one of the disadvantages as the boss, well, the buck stops on my desk, and so we've pivoted our company over the years, and we're pivoting now once again with connecting dots. So what is it that we're pivoting? Well, we created connecting dots based upon two concepts, bite-sized bites and a deep dive. And when we did bite-sized bites, each item was a little bit disconnected. We kind of talked about what was current at the time. And then we went to, again, a Monday-Friday format. We've changed things up. There's nothing wrong with making changes. The, the structure of what we do hasn't changed, but but the flow is. So here's what we're going to do. Monday through Friday, it's going to be an entire theme. Monday through Friday, five shows. One show will build after the other. Each episode, Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday to Friday, it will build. And so as a result, they'll be shorter, but they'll build, and I think you'll like it. And then on the weekends, we'll do our deep dive. I do ask you to do this. Always remember, the 1,500 of you that listen every single show, I love it. Half of you go to the website, so that's one of the reasons why we're doing it. We're going to build this out so it's more friendly. Family, friends, neighbors, relatives, co-workers, refer those people. We really appreciate it. With that, hey, have a great day. We're out of here.